everyone. Thank you for listening to The Real O Show. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. If you're watching on any of our audio platforms, we do appreciate it. Also, leave us a review, like, share with others if they do like it. It's going to be a little different than what we normally talk about here, so don't want to talk too much, but we're talking sports cards today. Obviously, we have tip from Cards from the Basement, and obviously, we have The Real O Show here as well. Um, let's get it off. What are sports cards? I mean, that's kind of a great question. I think it might be a little self-explanatory, you know. It's a <laughs> card, trading card of a sport, an athlete, a team, but it's, you know, um, something that kids all the way up to adults uh, all take part in. You know, you can go to your local grocery store, Target, you can go to your local card shop, go get a pack of trading cards, rip them open, and uh, have some fun, try and find some some exciting young players or maybe your favorite player, favorite team, and like I said, get in on, on the action. For sure, for sure. I mean, I obviously, me and Joshua had sports cards growing up. We really did enjoy them. Um, I remember when I was like eight or nine years old, I stole like two pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards from <laughs> Meyer. And then and then mom made me go return them. <laughs> well, shout out Terry for she making me, me go return them. She caught me before I went in the car. I remember that, actually. But yeah, but yeah that's funny that you say that because that's one really, of the Yu-Gi-Oh cards and mom wouldn't buy them for me. So I, That was I really the them. thought behind like the naming of my channel, like Cards from the Basement, because I feel like everyone, you know, myself included, like you just said, you guys, everyone had cards growing up. And like you can go find cards in your basement right now that, you know, might be worth something to somebody. For sure. And obviously I'm a huge Gary V fan and he is as Tip would say the godfather of sports cards. I, I truly believe so. He's been doing it for a long time and there was a clip of him that just went viral of him just getting shown uh, sports cards oh. blanked out names, blanked out teams and they were quizzing him and he was just getting that on the spot. He really <laughs> is the guy that's really uh, led the charge uh, for its uh, resurfacing and it's mania sure. that's really going on right now throughout sure. the pandemic and, and post-pandemic. For sure. I mean, it definitely went away for, you know, a decade or two. COVID right. definitely brought it out. COVID brought a lot of things out as well. But um, no, I, I, I guess the way I would want to take it after this is why are sports cards valuable um, in a sense? Like what makes a sports card valuable? A certain one that's worth $1,000 compared to one that's worth nothing. What would be the difference there? Well, I think the biggest thing that people should know is that rookie cards drive the market. Rookie cards are going to be almost all the time the most uh, profitable cards to get into. You know, there's uh, special like renditions, parallels, numbered cards, whatever, but rookie cards are the are the most valuable. So, um, I don't know. No, what why are sports cards valuable? Like why what makes cards, one a thousand well, dollars compared to nothing? I think really like it comes down to check that. It really comes down to people being fans of teams and players in sports. Uh like Gary V says, uh for people that are into sports cards or trading cards, uh, you have to find uh, ones that you're passionate about, certain players, certain teams. Uh, like you talked about, some people are into Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, yeah. uh, Fortnite has trading cards. Gary V has his own trading cards with V friends. So uh, there's a lot of markets out there, and I feel like those markets hold, you know, passionate people and people that are willing to pay, 
extra for, you know, things that they can use to express themselves, certain types of cards, certain types of players. Myself, uh, I love to buy Joel Embiid cards. You know, that's my favorite player. So, um, and then too, like it, it's a form of art almost, you know, the rookie cards each year are kind of like a limited release of, you know, tomorrow's stars and guys, you know, you want that like first image of Joel Embiid in the Sixers uniform. I feel like sports cards are like the mixture of art and gambling. Cause it's like, it's almost in the sense, it's in the sense of, if you think about it, cause you want, you're talking about like rookie cards drive the market. And I think the one, it's their first, it's the first edition of them, right? That they're in the pros. So like it's the first card that obviously adds value, but it's like, the mania of rookie card is getting picking the guy when he is a rookie, yeah. and then holding on to it or quick flipping it after right. a good year, whatever whatever right. your thing is. But I think it is the the gambling anarch because obviously it's like it's cool, you know. There's a certain level of investing that almost goes on, right? For, sure. for me, a couple of guys that I'm heavily invested into, like Trey Young. I think that Trey Young has a very bright future in the NBA. I think that the way that Steph Curry has changed the game, I think the way that kids look at Steph Curry now are going to look at Trey Young like that in five to six years' time. You think um, Trey Young's going to be like Steph Curry? I mean, just the way that he shoots the ball. If you go to a YMCA right now, like you're seeing kids try and hit 45 footers, and who does that? Other Steph than like Curry. Steph, Trey Young, you know, Luka Doncic sometimes. But that's the way the game's going. It's I exciting. Feel, Chicks feel, dig the long ball. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel Fast. like the biggest guy, I feel like LaMelo has the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like LaMelo Lame, swagger. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he has like the swagger, but it's like the ball family in general. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? No doubt. Like they have the name. LaMelo's going to be hot. Forever, oh, for sure. That's but why then I'm glad you're a big Lamelo guy. I am a big Lamelo guy. But for people out there, you know, that want to know why it's it's uh, profitable or why there's so much money going around in it, I would just say it's because people, just like their sports teams or other hobbies or other things like Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon, people are passionate about it and are willing sure. to, you know, pay for it. It's also it's also the collectible factor is also that just is kind of a human thing is they like to collect things, mm-hmm. things they're passionate about. I also think it is a little bit of investing. Yeah, you know, sure. obviously, Gary Vee talks about it all the time. It's pretty much an investment. He likes doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, obviously, I really do agree that it is about sports teams. It's the passion fans. Fans are crazy for their sports team, for certain players. Right. Obviously, when it's in the NBA, it's you more so love a player than a team. Obviously, I, I'm, a, I'm a LeBron fan, so I'm a mm-hmm. Lakers fan. I'm a Cleveland fan. Right. I'm a Heat fan. Right. You know, obviously, but I do like the Pistons as well. So, obviously, and you, have, even, and you have a Cade card. I would even well. say, too, like, through that, like, you know, then you get things where if you're such a LeBron fan, right, like, maybe you don't have a ton of LeBron, like, rookie cards, but maybe you start buying, like, uh, maybe you get you know a card when he's on Cleveland the first time. Then you get a first year Miami card. Then you get a card for when he came back to Cleveland. Then you get a first year LA card. And like I would I would think that like that's a cool impressive collection. That's you know? a really cool. One. And then you collection. find other LeBron fans out there that also think that and are maybe willing to you know exchange that or pay for it. What are rookie LeBron cards going for? Oh man, oh, wow. I. That's a lot that we've, I wouldn't even know. We found one like million in our basement. Oh, so like, or no. 
No, there was there was the 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 big like Le- top shot. Had the big like I know, but the big LeBron players. thing, like the big LeBron card, was the patches, and that's what like Drake was trying to find. Ended up some little the kid patches. finding it. It was the it was his patch from Cleveland, Miami, and L.A. Mm. It was like all in one card. All in one card. It was like that's the patch so, okay. card, and that one for a couple million bucks, I thought. But like there was a bunch of people trying to get that card. That's sick. Like Drake was one of them. I, don't, I mean, okay, hey, I don't that. if you're watching on YouTube, um, you know, maybe we'll insert some LeBron rookie yeah. prices right here, you know, but uh, I would have to think that a LeBron like PSA 9 or 10 rookie would be going for a couple thousand dollars. I, it definitely depends on the card company as well, because mm-hmm. we found, I found a LeBron rookie card that I had as a kid. And when I looked it up, it was like maybe less than a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but, and, but I mean, you know, in some comparisons, right? Less than a hundred bucks, but too, like, it's a lot of money, you know, that's a lot of money for a single piece of cardboard for sure. Right? sure. When you think no. about it. So, so and it was um, priceless to me. So I, right. I wasn't going to, it was a very cool moment when we found that. Yeah, and like, we was. were all, we were all like very shocked. We also remembered so. that. I mean, me and Joshua, Throughout our childhood, probably threw away thousands of dollars of like. I remember, t- like, I used to have Pokemon. I used to have a giant uh, binder of like baseball cards yeah. back in the day. Well, I mean, you know, and that's another thing I think that we should talk about. If you do have a binder, it might not be worth the paper it's printed on. Right. It <laughs> might. Yeah. I mean, so because we found that out too. A lot of the things that you're sure. gonna find out, or people that get in this hobby find out, is that most of the cards aren't really worth anything. You yeah. know. Um, unless they're rare or, or called parallels. So this is my question then, because this creates the big point and kind of the, the gambling factor that I was alluding to earlier. Is it better to buy a pack at the store and rip it? Or is it better to just go on eBay, find who you like, try to try to get some good deals on some guys you think are undervalued? Like, where is the value? Because obviously the high side is... You could buy a ten dollar pack and get a two hundred dollar right. card. I right. think, but that's the experience. I want you to go into that, but I'm going to give you my genuine insight because I think that's a really good question. I would say going to the store to get a bat, get a pack, is like you have that excitement, like oh, what if? When you're online on eBay searching for it, like you kind of know what you're looking it's for. It's more you're calculated. Looking, it's more calculated. That's more investing for sure. Whereas, Whereas I feel like the, the ripping packs is it's, 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 it's that's what it is. So well, from from someone who's been on both sides of it, right? I've done my fair share of ripping sealed wax, as we call them, the hobby packs. <laughs> um, or sealed you know, go yeah, sealed wax is what it's called. Ripping a pack is sealed wax. Yeah, like you know, box boxes coming like cellophane, and you know, you it's, like break it okay. open and all that. Okay. Other I stuff, got you. Actually, you know. didn't want to. Interrupt. Deep deep hobby guy here. Um, <laughs> or I've been on eBay, you know, bidding wars, buying cars, trying to find good deals, good prices. I would say honestly, in my experience, like it's eBay because you know what you're getting. Like you can. You can find trending valuable cards without having to, you know, go through 60, 90, 120 cards before you find one that's actually maybe worth the $60 that you just spent in, uh, in ripping open packs. So, but at the same time too, I was just on a hunt for a John Morant card for a few months and it seemed like every time I found one, I would get outbid by somebody or just wouldn't like work out for me. So, you know, it's hard to go on eBay too and really find the cards that you want sometimes. It's, it's, it's definitely hard both ways. I just, I think going to the store and getting a pack 
to me, that was like our childhood. It's like sure. you go to the it store, you rip it, you an experience, it's just, and it's fun. You it's know, an, it's fun it to fun. rip it open and go through the pack and try and see and find if you, you know, hit a big guard. For sure. Maybe find one of your favorite players. I mean, you know, you can find some cool cards in there, anyways. There's a lot of cool cards that I like that I have in my collection that, you know, to somebody else may not be worth anything, but I like them. I like looking at them. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's that art factor as well. For sure, for sure. And you also want to like collect, you know. Just cool players, even if like the card actually doesn't. It's cool. actually have any value. It's just cool to, have, to like, rip a good open player. a yeah. pack and get a LeBron card. Yeah, you know, like no matter what year, whatever. Like it's cool to get a LeBron card. Yeah, and I think the way we kind of wanted to take this at the end, and this is kind of scaling it from the conversation we had, is the difference between not the difference, or I guess where the future of sports cards are going. We're probably going to go on like NFT. Um, blockchain NBA Top Shot already has you know digital trading cards. Um, you know I went on and bought one pack before. Yep, um, yep. I bought a pack of NBA Top yeah, Shot as well. You know, it, I I think that's pretty cool. I do think that, but I also there's just something about the sports card is the physical. Well, I always feel like gonna I feel like something. I kind of have an interesting story about the whole NFT NBA Top Shot thing. The reason that I even got into sports cards in the first place was because I was this close to paying $300 for a Joel Embiid uh, NFT from this season, like NBA top shot, NBA top shot. Yeah. And I was talking to, I talked to you, I talked to Kevin and then Kevin ended up telling me that he had a friend that works for Gary V and he talked to his friend about how I was this close to buying an NBA top shot. And his friend told him, tell your friend to buy like a physical actual card. Yeah. So then from that moment on, I started buying Joel and B cards and then the rest is really history. So, you know, I, I, sorry to cut you up. I think the physical is important right now because as we move forward, I think everything's going to go online. It's, it, it's more logistical for the companies because it costs money to print, package, ship, all those things. They can be completely erased by doing it fully digital. And I think that only makes the physical cards worth more money. And I think that we talked about this because we were like, yeah. well, what happens if I want that physical card? Because right. But I bought you, it online. But you bought it online. And I, we discussed it for a lot of things and we kind of were on the same page. But I actually was listening to Gary Vee and someone else talk on it um, who's really big on Web3. And I don't want to mess with his name, so yeah. I'm not going to say it. Might have been like Kevin Rose maybe. Maybe. But they were, they were talking about how – because we had discussed this. Yes. This, was, this was what I was alluding to. Yeah. But what it is is how it's going to work. It's just going to be on the blockchain. You're not going to get the physical card. But if you do want the physical card, say, you know, Tip sells me a Kobe Bryant rookie card from the blockchain. I buy it. I'm like, I'm, I want this for myself. I think then that's when they send you the card, but the NFT itself gets burned because once the physical card gets printed and sent to you, you there's a there's a human factor of it's it's it could get messed up. But then could, here's my thing. Here's my thing, and that's and that's makes sense. What happens if it gets can they make a new Kobe Bryant NFT card? Then I th- in, like can in, they make another? Like that's talked, my thing with it. Where it's like once you burn it, they can you bring it back. Or they talked. They, they talked about that a little bit about how they could essentially take a card that was like say so for example there's like the the, the pokemon illustrator card that mm-hmm. logan paul just bought right there's only one like a necklace on it. there's only one psa 10 in the whole world because 
that card was only to people that actually helped design some of the things, like some of the cards, mm-hmm. like they got handed the illustrator cards because they were part of it. And there was only they like 60 of them. Yeah. So there was only 60 of them. And there's, they all like most, like only like 30 of them got PSA'd and one of them was a 10. So he went and got the 10, but it's like, if an NFT world, you know, all say all those were gone. I mean, essentially they could so okay, because uh, I wanna I wanna kind of I mean, just give they my write two rules. thoughts on the They're, NFT versus all, all cards. But then my one thought that I have right now is like, how can we judge between a PSA eight, six, seven, and a PSA ten when it's a digital NFT? I think that that's where I think that is where the game kind of gets interesting, right? Because I think that that's where they kind of go into it, and this is just speculation. I'm not. This isn't what I know, but I'm a, I'm speculating that they only do like, hey, we're gonna do 500 of these cards. We're only gonna yeah. do like 20 of them at PSA 10, and they already and have they, it and they already have it performed. That and would then, make sense. So like, you might pull LeBron rookie card, but it's only a PSA six. Yeah. So it's like, it, yeah, it's a nice card, but I think that's how it has to be because then it creates that same or it's unnumbered, be, or it's right. unnumbered because like I think that allows the market to be created. Like you right. have to create it, and that's why. I think it's kind of cool in the sense of if all say all these like Jordan rookie cards were gone and they re, like they reprinted it. It's I like, think they should be able. To I think it's them. cool, but I also think that the reprint should have the asterisk and not be worth obviously as much as an original because it, for sure. But that just makes it. It's kind of like again the Pokemon one first edition and it's a second edition or third whatever it is. But everything after the first edition is less valuable. I, I agree with that. I agree with that because I that's what I said. I was like you know you want to have. You know, the best LeBron James card ever created, always in circulation. Like, you always want it. But then you were like, well, it kind of loses the value if you can continue to reprint it, you know, which obviously devalues it. But I do like the asterisk idea, which is like, all right, if this one was worth $2 million, well, this one's got an asterisk, it's probably worth, you know, $1.6 million. It's just like, it, it can kind of come down and yeah. it does have the uh, asterisk. The numbers but, you do, but you want it in the market, is why I think. Digital makes sense. And then if you want the physical, you get sent the physical, right. you know, burn. For me, like the sense. biggest thing between the NFT and physical sports card is one, rarity is what drives the market. Having things numbered out of 500, 250, 99, whatever. That's what ultimately drives the market. The rarity of rookie cards being only limited prints of that year. Um, so if, you know, the NFTs, like an NBA Top Shot, they do that sort of thing where it's base or unlimited print or out of, you know, 299 or whatever. I definitely see the appeal. Or like I said, I was this close to buying a $300 Joel Embiid NFT because I thought it was sick to have me the, be the owner on the blockchain, have this highlight from what I thought was going to be his MVP season and be able to be able to forever show that, right? But then there's always going to be a market for people who want that tactile feel of the cardboard of the card in for the sure. hand. So I think, yes, I agree with you that it's going to raise the value of cards that you can actually hold in your hand. And I think that even though the NFT market will evolve, physical cards are never going to go away. I, I agree. I a hundred percent agree. I think they're just going to be in a limited printing. Here's my question, which we, will make it more rare and up yes. the value more. So yeah, a hundred percent. A question I want to ask because you kind of brought up number and we kind of discussed this a little bit today. I thought it was interesting. Could you explain to people why the numbering matters? And if so, what numbers do matter, if any at all? So no, all cards are 
technically numbered. Like if you look on the back of a card that you could rip out of a pack, it'll have a number. And that basically is just the, the print number, the set number, whatever. But cards that have like a stamp, a metallic, like silver stamp, where it's on the front or the back and it'll say like three out of 99. That's what's called serialed in the in the hobby or you know those are like numbered cards and those are rare because they're usually like different colors than you know the regular cards the base cards as we would say they're have different effects whatever um and then you know any serial number is more valuable than the regular card but then for example if you have a justin herbert 10 out of 99 it ups the value more because Justin Herbert wears number 10. So if you have the player's number as the serial number, then it ups the value. Same with like, you know, if there was a LeBron Lakers 23 out of 250, you know, his jersey or six now, you know, too. So um, other than that, like there is value that it's numbered. But I think you had asked me the other day, like if it's one out of 99, like does that add any true yeah. value to it? And the answer is no, just only if it's like now Lamelo Ball one out of ninety nine because he wears number one, makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. and that may, that's interesting because like we discussed, we would have thought maybe the one would have value, but yeah. Well, and then again, it gets back to the limited print, the rarity, the demand, right? Like they make thousands of these Joel Embiid base cards, but then they make ninety nine of the same card, but the background's blue. You know, so it drives that demand. It drives that. Uh, rarity of the of the product. Got it. Got it. Anything else? I think that's I think, good. I think that was a good. I think that's, that's a good, good description on like the basics of cards. Because I mean, I've only learned so much because yeah. I've been working with Tim. Yeah. I want. So, I would like to keep talking about like the digital and physical. But I think that's kind of a conversation for another time. Because that's kind of taking it to a different level with people having I, to understand the NFTs and everything. I would like to finish it up and challenge both of you as well as anyone listening. Go out and buy a card of your favorite player. Doesn't have to be a rookie card. Just, you know, find a card, search it up, find a card that you like of a sport, of a player, of a team, of a Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, whatever, Fortnite. Go out and just, you know, buy a card. Can be a 99 cent card, can be a $10 card, but go buy a card. I think I like that's. That. I think I like that too. I think that's interesting because it's a good challenge. Gary V and overrated, underrated said Pokemon is still underrated. And we talked but about I how, talked about how buying those boxes and not opening them. Right? Because, that would be sealed wax. Sealed so wax. sealed wax because what I was thinking is like you open that and it was like a like the little there it was like a Pokemon like lunch box that has yeah, whatever, like five, six packs of cards in there, mm. you know, whatever. And I was like, well, you'd open that up and it's like twenty dollars could go to zero dollars, or you keep you it sealed and up. never open, and it's like now you always have that what if. Like you said, or, 10 years down the road, who knows what characters uh, I mean, Pokemon was cool. ex- I mean, explode off of that. But I like mean, that's the investment and gambling side of it as well. For sure. For Taking sure. that chance. For sure. But I feel like keeping it in the sealed wax kind of always maintains that value, especially if because Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, right. all the sports cards are going to go through another crazy mania again, even for though sure. we haven't crashed from it now. But for eventually sure. it'll go up again. And I this, you know. I guess it was a side conversation, but thank you for listening. Um, As always, you know, leave a review at the bottom, whether you liked it, whether you didn't, you know, some topics you want us to talk about, but as always appreciate you listening and uh, uh, peace out. Yeah. Appreciate it guys. Hey, check out cards from the basement, TikTok. 
Instagram, oh, yeah. YouTube. I forgot to plug them. Yeah, yeah. Plug your plug your yeah. stuff. Yeah, check yeah, check hey, them out on YouTube. Yeah, any check me out YouTube, Instagram, uh, TikTok, cards from the basement. Like, follow, subscribe. Bro. Let me know what cards uh, you bought. Definitely go subscribe. Ask Great it. content. And if you got any questions, ask Tip. He'll respond to you. For sure. For sure. All right. Peace out, everyone. Thank you. Appreciate it. I never had to tell my dogs that we on roof for greatness. They pay for kids. They want money more than they want fame shit. I swear we go so hard we on A-list. I see my niggas prevailing. We going hard for the hand. We going to stack till we jaded.